Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of How Not to Suck. At the Stocks, this is your host, Dan Hansen, and as per usual, I got two disclaimers for you. Disclaimer number one is this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Inside, you're going to find absolutely zero actual, actionable financial advice. Disclaimer number two is this podcast is for enter. I just said this. There, it's not safe for work. That's the second disclaimer. So, uh, yeah, this is a special edition of How Not to Suck at the Stocks, in that it's the Super Bowl edition. Recording this on the Friday before Super Bowl 52 between the New England Patriots and the fighting Philadelphia Eagles. So we're going to play a little game. We're going to pretend that a genie comes to you and the genie says, Rob, I'm assuming your name's Rob. Rob, you get to pick any NFL team you want and you get to own it. Zero, zero catches. Zero, hook, line, and sinker, you get to own it. What team are you going to pick? Well... You know, if you're from uh, Kansas City, for example, you're probably going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. If you're from Seattle, you're probably going to pick the Seattle Seahawks, etc. You're probably just going to be a homer and pick your hometown team, which is perfectly reasonable. It's a perfectly fine choice. Uh, imagine all the joy you would have watching all the games up in your luxury skybox, and you get to talk to the players and meet all the personnel, and you get to make decisions on draft day. You could ruin the team if you wanted to. It'd be a lot of fun. But let's just take all that out of it, okay? Let's just look at it purely from a financial perspective, purely dollars and cents. Let's just talk business, okay? So how would you pick a team, all right? Well, the first thing is you would need to understand how teams make money. And I did zero research for this episode, (laughs) but my understanding of it is is in the, the NFL, uh, merchandise and broadcast revenue is socialized. So a team like you know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Chicago Bears aren't going to make a bunch more on jersey sales than a team like you know the Cleveland Browns, for example. So I imagine what it really comes down to, the main differentiator between revenues between teams is ticket sales. So you, have, you look at things like occupancy rates, uh, you know, the, the size of the stadium and, uh, you know, of course, the ticket price. And so those are the key variables you'd really look at to see, uh, you know, what teams are doing uh, the best. Okay. And then you'd want to look at the competitive advantages between the different teams. Okay. So if you were to pick a team just based on dollars and cents, you may pick the New England Patriots. You may go, they have Tom Brady. Uh, as quarterback, they have Bill Belichick as coach. Just pretend you're living under a rock. These are future Hall of Famers here. These are creme de la creme over here. Uh, they've won five Super Bowls in two days. They're going to win a sixth one, most likely. So you should pick the New England Patriots, right? Well, no, there's more to it than that. So let's look at it. So you got to look at how durable an advantage really is. So Tom Brady, dude's 40 years old. You don't have a lot of years left with this guy, right? So that's like buying World Book in the late 80s just before the internet came out. It, you're buying a product, which that's what the team is, and Tom Brady's the most important part of that product. You're buying a product that's about to be obsolete. Okay, bad idea. Bill Belichick, okay, more durable. He can't just break his collarbone like Aaron Rodgers and be out for a season. Even if he did, he'd still be able to coach. So more durable. But, you know, the dude is up there in age. I don't know how much longer he's going to coach. I don't know what his contract looks like, but that'd be a key thing I'd look at is I'd want to know 
what is Bill Belichick's contract? How long is it for? And then can he opt out of it? So it's kind of like when you look at a pharmaceutical company, which I never would because I don't understand them. But if I did, the most important variable of the pharmaceutical company is the patents. So you'd want to say, okay, how long are the patents going to last for the most important drugs? And how durable are those patents? So just like Bill Belichick's contract, how long is it for and how binding is that contract? Okay. And then the fact that they've won five Super Bowls, that's great. That, you know, teams that win Super Bowls are going to sell more tickets. It's just a fact. They just, the fan base is going to be, you know, more excited, attend more games, et cetera, buy more merchandise. Oh, it doesn't matter if they buy more merchandise. In any case. So, would they really be the best team to get? Well, no. I would actually rather pick a team like, you know, like the Chicago Bears or the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chicago Bears, not because they're good, but because they have an extremely loyal fan base. They can suck. They can suck dick for Coke, and they'll still sell out that stadium, Soldier Field, year after year after year. Now, Soldier Field is actually a smaller stadium, so it may not be the best pick. Um, There's plenty of other choices. Like I said, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have been great for years. It doesn't come down to the quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger, nothing against him. But like he is not the key to that franchise. Okay, they can do without him. They'll they'll get some other guy after him. May take a few you know drafts to get one, but they will, and they'll be back to being good. Uh, the coach Mike Tomlin, nothing against him. Okay, he's a great coach, but the Pittsburgh Steelers always have great coaches. Their competitive advantage isn't any single person; it's the organization, and that's the kind of competitive advantage that's the most durable. Okay, that organization has been great for years. Okay. Patriots are just great because of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. After them, there's going to be another team. But the Steelers, they're going to be great, you know, long after we're dead, presumably. <clears throat> so that's a team I'd like. Uh, another example would be like the Dallas Cowboys. Just that's a team that I don't know why. Everyone seems to love it's like a, it's like the Cubs version in football. That's like America's team. I'm not quite sure what it is. I know they play on Super, um, Thanksgiving. That may be why they have such a broad national appeal. They always play the Redskins. That could be it. Not quite sure. In any case, that'd be another team I'd look at. Man, I'm way too tired to be recording this. It's uh, almost midnight, turning into a pumpkin. So what else did I want to cover? So key variables. Competitive advantages. Oh, yeah, price. So let's look at price really quick. So if someone were to come to me and say, hey, Dan, I'll sell you the Cleveland Browns for $300 million. And let's say I ran the numbers. Pardon me. And I was like, hey, these Cleveland Browns, they're worth $500 million. So I should buy them, right? No, I, I wouldn't want them. And you're saying, what are you, crazy? You're getting a 40% discount. What kind of value investor are you? Just so we're clear, I think the team is worth $500 million. I'm being offered $300 million. Why aren't I buying it? Well, the answer is very simple. There is no discounted cash flow method that is accurate enough to make it worth buying a shitty team or a shitty company. 
And for those that don't exactly know what a discounted cash flow is, uh, really simply, you're just trying to project how much money the company is going to make in the future forever. So essentially, you're just making shit up. And then you have to discount that money because money in the future is worth less than money in the present day. So you have to use a discount rate, which, you know, you incorporate things like inflation, opportunity costs, risk, etc. So again, just another made-up number. And, you know, there's a gun to your head. You have to do some sort of valuation. And that's when, that one's as good as any. But just realize it is a gross approximation, a ridiculously gross approximation. So even if my number came out, it's worth $500 million, they're off me $300 million, I still wouldn't buy a team like the Cleveland Browns. Okay? I'll tell you what I would do. If I ran the calculation, I figured out this Pittsburgh Steelers are worth a billion, and it might be it may be way more than that. I I probably it could be like three billion. I have no idea. In any case, like I said it is zero research here. If I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers were worth one billion, and someone came to me and said I'll sell it to you for one point one billion, I'd be tempted. You might be like, "What are you crazy? It's it's they're charging you more than you think it's worth." Well, again. I don't put much faith in any sort of valuation. It's always going to be an approximation. Okay? But I know I'm never going to get fucked over what the Pittsburgh Steelers buy. I know it's not going to go to shit. Okay? Like, the Cleveland Browns is just a dumpster fire. For those that don't follow football, it's just a complete fucking... It's, it's, it's horrible. If you know the history of that team, it's fucking dumpster fire. In any case... Um, but the Steelers, I know I'm beginning a good company. So I'll pay a little extra for that peace of mind. And I won't put too much faith in, uh, in the spreadsheet. So that's really, that's really it. I think that's, I think that's really all I had to say. So, yeah, that's almost stop wasting your time. So everyone have a good Super Bowl. I'm actually working Super Bowl, but I guess. Should be fun. There'll be TVs. I can. I'll know what's going on. All right, guys. Have a good night. And uh, unless it's the morning or whenever the fuck. Okay, we're gonna stop this podcast right now. Bye bye.